When I think about fruitfulness, I, I think of what, what do relationships look like? And there's one, like, there's one godly relationship that I see for myself where an individual who loved Jesus, he poured out Jesus. He took a broken sinner like myself. And he didn't have to, but he chose to enter into my world for over five years, pouring the love of Jesus into me. His name is Dave Colden. He poured the knowledge in the heart of Jesus. He taught me to seek out a disciple companion, not a partner. And see, there's a big difference. A companion is more intimate. A companion is is someone that knows your junk. A partner is someone that can just come and go. And I think the beautiful image I, I, I equate that to is the Paul and Timothy. The Jesus and his three disciples. John, Peter, and James. And as a church, my question is, who's your, who's your companion? Like, I, I love this. What one of the elders mentioned is a battle buddy. My question is, do we all have them here? Or are we still, like, holding on to our guilt and shame? Because when I read this, he is saying our job is to bear fruit. So what do we need to prune away in our life that is stopping us from living out a fulfilled life? A life that allows us to go and live holy. A life that allows us to go out and and scream from our lungs like we love Jesus. But when there's that shame and there's that guilt or there's an issue or there's a sin or a struggle, we don't want to share anything. Because if I share it, I got to live it. And if I'm not living it, I want to be called out on it. So it's safer for me to, you know, I'll show up on Sundays and just hang out. Because when I enter into this world, they know me at my job. They know me as a coach. Oh, he's that coach. Oh, man, that's the F coach. That's the coach that belittles kids. Like, and then you show up at church. I'm good. Or you're in the office. Oh, man, she says she's a Christian, but I... I'm struggling right now, and I don't have no one to talk to. And You can't, because there's gossip. The core of this is if our fruit is delicious and beautiful and pure, then there's no shame to go and share the gospel. There's no burden. There's an intimacy with God. We don't have to hide. We just go. That's what Dave taught me. When I first showed up in Chelan, I was timid. Like, dude, I had a kid in high school. I had this. I had that. Who's going to listen to me? Like, what did God do in your life, though? What is your testimony? That's your fruit, Jeff. Go. So we are called to bear that fruit daily. Because verses... Two and six make it super clear. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. I don't want to be that branch. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. He cleans. He makes space for new clusters. There's a beautiful image in that of him pruning us. Pruning is hard. It's sacrificial. Like, honestly, who wants to be told what you're doing wrong? 
Who wants to be told, like, that's not the way I'd parent? I look at me and little David, sometimes people are like, you said what to your kid? I was like, hey, he's got to know, like, we follow a line. And then I walk away like, dang, did I, was I too hard on that kid? I feel that guilt, you know what I mean? I know as a mom, you know, as I see my, my bride and, and she's dealing with kids, the pressures of her, wait, you're going back to work? Well, we're broke, yeah, we should got to go back to work. And the pressures of her, of, of being a mom, of sacrificially loving her kid and still going to work. And those are the things that get pruned away, but we got to recognize the job and our kid is not our image. Our, our image is we are a child of God. We get to be a parent. We get to go back to work. We get to enter into community. That's not our image. Our image is God. He calls me son. You sons and daughters. So what people say, we, can, we don't have to live in that shame. That allows us to go out and bear the fruit that he's asking us to bear. And that's taking his name with us. Powerful name. I didn't ask for that song. That song just happened. God was like, I got the song for you. This is what you're going to listen to this morning. Come on. This is simple, though. This is the thing. I, for those that are sitting here this morning. You might sit there and be wondering, well, man, Jeff, I'm, maybe I'm not a good at evangelizing or, or good at this or good at that. And the thing is, in the gifts, everybody has one. People with the gift of evangelism must be out there working, bearing evangelistic fruit. But what about those that are teachers of fellow believers that want to pour and go deep? That's a gift. Those of hospitality, there's an individual in this room. I'm going to call her out, Vicki. I'm going to tell you when my wife showed up and she seemed like the thing I said on the board is if you could take care of my wife as a, as a, as a coming in as a pad, like for me. And she was like, man, there's food there. They didn't mind David screaming and rolling. And she made this craft and she prepared it and she gave this mess. And like, like to see my wife like loved on and, and, and the women of the church rallying like that, that's that's hospitality. That's a fruit that needs to be like expanded on. So how do others in the valley, how can they get that love from Vicky? There's some kids out there, some young adults out there. There's some families that, man, if they just had someone that the church would say, come in here and we got this meal that's provided that she's loved you with. And she can step out and be like, yes, I did that. Like, that's her mission field then. That's hers. I'm sorry, I'm a coach. I get excited. I can't help it. I'm thinking of these things as I got to meet people this week. I hear of of, of, an individual who just shared a story. And as I'm sitting here hearing his story, I'm sitting here thinking about how many other individuals are out in the bars right now that need to find hope in something other than that. And they can walk alongside of them and say, brother, I got you. I'll be your battle buddy. This is my story. This is what I went through. I listened to a story last night, and I'm sitting here like, I'm getting like, like ready. Like, let's go. Let's go find some more people. Like, I was getting excited. They all get credit if you bear the right fruit. It's simple for me. As I think about this valley, like, I don't know what God's going to do. I'm obedient, though. Like, my wife, she's like, 
whatever, you know, she's like, whatever God says, we got to do. Even when I don't want to come into Washington, like who wants to go to Washington? Like my mama's in California. Like I like to eat. She cooks. Why would I come to California? My wife, if it's a God says we're going to California. All right, we're going to California. We're leaving. We're leaving California. And we're going to. I don't like snow. I don't know if you noticed. Brothers don't go to the snow. Like I'm just, I'm just being. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say it. Like a brother don't. It's cold. I'm, I'm a warm type climate. You know. And she's like, no, we are going. God is calling us to go. There is a mission field there in the valley that he is calling us to. We have to go. Someone needs to hear your story. Someone needs to to get energized. Someone needs to see God through you. I was like, babe, but I could do that here on the beach. (laughs) That first winter here, I was like, are you sure, Lizzie? She's like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? That's the second accident. Are you sure? (laughs) I tell you what, in my time here, I've seen folks come, come to know Jesus. I've seen baptism, and not because of me, because of individuals, because of the power of community, because of a, a band of individuals saying, hey, let's go. The simple idea in the valley for the valley. To do that, we've got to be equipped, though. See, Jesus didn't simply command that we bear fruit. He promised the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gift, the free gift of the Holy Spirit. Each of us distinct in the body of Christ. Well, some may have the gift of evangelism, others of teaching. Some will have some crazy, supernatural powers of greeters. Some of counseling, administration. The mix of gifts means that none of us should try to create a carbon copy of another's work. I don't need another Jeffrey. I don't need another Joe or David or Isaac. I was looking at that food when I walked out. I was like, that looked delicious. We don't need another one of us, though. We need you right where you're at, listening to the Holy Spirit putting on your heart, laying in your heart. Maybe you have a heart like, man, there's middle school kids that I just want to pour into. I want to go to the campus of OMAC and the campus of Okanagan, and I just want to go there with gifts and love on them and hear their story and hear their trauma, and I want to hold it for them. If that's you, amen, because I did middle school. Let me tell you, it's fun. Um, I don't know. You know, we all have these different gifts. We can't get log jam into one gifting. We need the whole body. And that's where I'm excited as I got to meet and and hear and see different individuals. And I'm just, God is sitting here saying, like, Jeff, like, this individual, this individual. I'm like, yeah. I'm getting excited of seeing what God could do. But first, our people in Titus 3.14, our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what, what is good in order that they may provide a daily necessities and live an un- and not live an unproductive life. Joe said something yesterday that just it, fiery individual who could go on a retirement and is choosing to live out these years of going in mission. That's exciting. That's exciting to say, I'm going to give my years to God, not the golf course, not hunting and fishing. And if I do go to the golf course or if I do go hunting and fishing, if I do go, I'm going to take some people with me. 
And that's, that's where I say it's easy. What is your daily routine? Who do you bring with you? Jesus proved it. Hey, hop in the boat, Peter. Let's go fishing. He was fishing. I want to go fishing. Let's go. Hey, man, we ain't catching no fish. Hey, trust me. Let's go. Cast it on the other side, though, because that side's not working. Peter, I'm going to train you up not to go fishing anymore, but to fish for men. It's taking what we love and sharing it with this valley, sharing it with one another. Sharing it so God gets that glory. Because do you realize this, the, the joy of doing what you love for the kingdom? Every thought, every action, every attitude can be good work. Another grape on the cluster. By these things, the Father is glorified. If it's only for winning people to Christ. And, and that's where the burden is off. Like, we, don't, we can't give salvation. But like Vicky, I can set a table for salvation. I can, I can enter into a conversation and set it with grace and hope and peace so that they can find joy in their pain. And maybe I'm planting them seeds so when God is ready to call them to the kingdom. That's our job as fruit bearers. Our job ain't, we can't, I can't, trust me, I'm not dying for nobody. Sometimes I look at David's like, boy, you might be on your own. But but Jesus is like, I will. I will will literally step off of my throne and I will enter into this broken, sinful, crazy, trauma-filled world. While we were sinners, he said, I'm going, Father. There's no other, you can't stop me because I love them so much and I see them right where they're at. Like, I know Jeff is going to be a sinner. I know he's going to have anger and pride issues. I know Jeff is going to struggle with addictions. I know Jeff is going to be breaking people down and, and breaking people's hearts. I know that of Jeff, but you know what? I love Jeff. And I don't want Jeff to sit here in his, in his trauma and junk. I want Jeff to go and live what he was called to do. Ephesians 2.10, like, I'm a masterpiece created to do great works for him. That's what he called us to as a church. In every garden, in every vineyard, there's an opportunity to be discouraged, though. The weeds of the world, the mildew that flourishes, the insects that infest. But God says if we stay connected to his vine, if we stay connected, he's like, hey, I'm the gardener. I'll take care of that. I'll bring what needs to to be destroyed. I'll bring the tools for that. Because it's easy to get negative in this world. But he's like, but why if you're connected to me? Like as a believer, like, like... I know these last seasons have been hard, but honestly, as a believer, it's been pretty fun. Because there's been people that don't know and don't have hope that I've been able to enter into. And it was like, brother, like, what's up? What's going on? What do you need? Like, the basic necessity of the human being is interaction, connection. And as a believer, that's what Jesus did. 
the most beautiful story in the Bible. The most beautiful story in the Bible is the woman at the well. This woman who is going in the middle of the day when everyone else would go in the morning when it was cool in community and people and fellowship. She was at the well by herself. And Jesus knew that there was a divine appointment with this woman. She needed community. And he entered in, draw me some water. You're, I'm a Samaritan. You're a Jew. Why would you want my water? Plus, I'm a woman. I have all this. I'm going to tell you who you are. He calls her out righteously. And then her heart breaks. How do you know these things? Because, daughter, I know you. Because I created you in the womb. I knew your name. I knew the time. I knew where you were going to be because I wanted you to see that you have something more to give. And with the Holy Spirit, she runs off to her community. She enters in and they they receive her and they're like, this woman? Why would I want to be with this woman? Like, why would I not? He knew everything about me and I have no more shame. And it says thousands came to faith because of her. Thousands. Because of her testimony of what God did in her life. There's something about this church that gets my wife and I excited. And as I was finishing this off, as I finish up here, the very first meeting with you guys, this is what came out of it. It's my definition of a fruitful life. A life of good deeds pure speech that arises from Christ like inner character and results that spread the gospel to glorify God. That was the image that I seen the very first time I showed up here. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not saying that because I, I want the job. I've told them, like, honestly, I don't even know if I'm good enough. But when I got to hear the stories and the hearts of individuals That's what came out. And, and as I think about my family and, and, and where God is leading us, what I've realized, God will not ask you to bear a certain kind of fruit without equipping you to bear that fruit. God has given us his word through the Bible as the ultimate resource. No matter the question, the answers are in the Bible, and we've got it, and you've got it, and I've got it, and now we've got the authority, and so now what do we do? What do we do with it? I know me, I'm sitting here struggling, but I think I got a couple secrets, and there's four of them. The first one is fruitfulness requires a regular pruning. It's accountability. It's men and women coming along each other and lifting, and, 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 and lifting each other up in our traumas and our, and our trials and our junk, keeping us accountable righteously and calling out. Jeff, the way you spoke to your wife, like, what's that like? Like, I need that. Fruitlessness requires a moral purity. Checking in. What are you you allowing in that can end up coming out? Fruitfulness requires power of the Holy Spirit and its people. There's something powerful about the Spirit when everyone is connected and and it's going. 
And there's something that I love that I've seen here and I've witnessed here. Fruitfulness results in answered prayers. But you have to bring the prayers. How are they going to get answered if no one knows? God knows, but do we? And if we're wholly connected, we need to engage in the battle. Let me pray. Father, I thank you so much for how you call us to positions that we have to live out. You're not asking me to be a quarterback. I'm not agile, Lord. But I can hold the line. You're asking each and every one of us to play a role, to play a position, to enter in when we know it's dangerous. You ask us to do that because you're going to equip us, empower us, but most importantly, because you love us. We're not called to be on the sideline in four-year believers. We're called to go into the battle. Be with us this morning. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in this church and in our hearts. In your son's amazing and powerful name we pray. By the power of the Holy Spirit.